Okay, so we will talk about the case Cargill Philippines Incorporated versus San Fernando Regala Trading Incorporated respondent. This is GR number 174-175404 decided on January 31, 2011. Before us is a petition for review or certiorari seeking to reverse and set aside the decision dated July 31, uh, 2006. And resolution and the resolution dated November 13, 2006 of the, of the Court of Appeals in CAGRSP number 50304. The factual antecedents were as follows. No? So on June, June 18, 1998, Respondent San Fernando Regala Trading Incorporated. So here, the respondent is San Fernando Regala Trading. No? San Fernando Regala Trading Incorporated. Okay, filed with the Regional Trial Court of Makati City uh, a complaint for recession of contract with damages against Petitioner Cargill Philippines Incorporated. So, what he filed was a complaint for the recession of contract with damages against Petitioner Cargill Philippines Incorporated. In its complaint, respondent alleged that it was engaged in buying and selling molasses and Petitioner was one of its various sources from from whom it purchased molasses. So, kanidiang uh, kanidiang San Fernando Regala Trading Incorporated was in uh, the business of respondent is in the business of selling various buying and selling molasses. And kanisi Cargill mauni ehang sa sayang mga palitanan for whom it purchased molasses. So, si Cargill na muligya og molasses. Okay? Respondent alleged that it entered into a contract dated July 11, 19, uh, July 11, 1996 with petitioner wherein it was agreed upon that the respondent would purchase the, from the petitioner 12,000 metric tons of Thailand origin cane blackstrap molasses at the price of 100 92 US dollars per metric tons that the delivery of the molasses will be no was to be made on January to February 1987 and payment was to be made by means of an irrevocable letter of credit payable at site to be opened by September 15 1986 that sometime prior to September 15 1986 the parties agreed that instead of January to February 1987, the delivery would be made on April to May 1987 and that the payment would be by an irrevocable letter of credit payable at site to be opened upon the petitioner's advice. Petitioner as seller failed to comply with its obligations under the contract and despite demands from the respondent, thus the latter prayed for the rescission of the contract and payment for wages. So, nagsaaray ni sila nga ang mapalit ko ni mo 192 tons, metric tons of uh, per metric ton no worth of 12,000 metric tons of Thailand origin cane blackstrap molasses. No? Kaya ang delivery niya dapat ma-deliver January to February 1987. Kaya ang bayad was to be made by means of irrevo- irrevocable letter of credit uh, payable at site to be opened by September 15, 1986. And sometime prior to September 15, 1986, the parties agreed that instead of January to February, 
the delivery will be made on April to May 1997 and that the payment will be made by an irrevocable letter of credit payable at site no? to be open upon petitioner's advice. So, petitioner here is Cargill. No? Petitioner as seller failed to comply with its obligations under the contract. So, Kanisi Cargill failed to deliver what was agreed under the contract. So, despite demands of the respondent, thus the latter prayed for the rescission of the contract and the payment of damages. On July 24, 1998, petitioner filed a motion to dismiss, suspend, suspend proceedings to refer controversy to voluntary arbitration, wherein it argued that the alleged contract between the parties dated July 11, 1996 was never consummated because respondent never returned the proposed agreement bearing its written acceptance or conformity nor did the respondent open the irrevocable letter of credit at site. No, so, ang petitioner said, argued, no, filed a motion to dismiss and suspend the proceedings. Let's just refer this controversy to voluntary arbitration. Uh, calma lang, no? Let's go for arbitration. Wherein, it argued that the alleged contract between the parties dated July 11, 1996 was never consummated. Because in the first place, the respondent never returned the proposed agreement bearing its written acceptance or conformity. So, diba, sa previous case, we learned that it should be uh, it should be in written form and it should be subscribed. No? Nor did the respondent open the irrevocable letter of the credit at site. The petitioner contended that the controversy between the parties was whether or not the alleged contract between the parties was legally existing in existence and the RTC was not in the proper forum to ventilate such issue. It claimed that the contract contained in the arbitration clause to wit. Arbitration. Any dispute with the buyer and seller may not be able to settle by mutual agreement shall be settled by arbitration in the city of New York from before the American Arbitration Association. The arbitration award shall be final and binding on both parties and that respondent must comply with the arbitration clause before resorting to court. Thus, the RTC may either dismiss the case or suspend the proceedings and direct the parties to proceed with arbitration pursuant to Section 6 and 7 of RA 876 of the Arbitration Law. Respondent filed an opposition. No? So, San Fernando Regala Trading Incorporated filed an opposition wherein it argued that RTC has jurisdiction over the action of the rescission of the contract and could not be changed by the subject arbitration clause. It cited cases wherein arbitration clauses it cited cases wherein arbitration clauses such as the subject clause in the subject in the contract had been struck down as void for being contrary to public policy since it provided that the arbitration award shall be final and binding on both parties, thus ousting the courts of jurisdiction. In its reply, petitioner maintained that the cited decisions were already inapplicable, having been rendered prior to the effectivity of the new civil code in 1950 and the arbitration law in 1953. Okay, again, uh, as to arbitration, any dispute which the buyer and seller may not be able to settle by mutual agreement shall be settled by arbitration in the city of New York. No? So, diha siya sa city of New York before the American Arbitration Association. The American award shall be final and binding on both parties. 
and that respondent must first comply with arbitration clause before resorting to court. No, so unahon sa ang arbitration uh, arbitration clause before resorting to court. Thus, RTC must either dismiss the case or suspend the proceedings. No, mufalogi ka sa art, uh, section six to seven of Republic Act eight seven six of the arbitration law. The respondent filed an opposition, wherein it uh, argued that RTC has jurisdiction over the action for a rescission of contract and could be changed by the subject arbitration clause. Okay, most of the argument, no, sa respondent. Okay, so dapat kuno. It argued that the RTC has jurisdiction over the action for rescission of the contract and could not be changed by the subject arbitration clause. Ang iyang gipangsait ng mga cases, uh, mga arbitration clause kuno na nasa contract should be struck down as void for being contrary to public policy since it provided that arbitration shall be final and binding on both parties thus hosting the courts of jurisdiction. So kung contrary to public policy siya, it should be struck down. In its reply, the petitioner maintained that the cited decisions were already inapplicable, having been rendered prior to the effectivity of the new civil code in 1950 and the arbitration law in 1953. So, wala na kuno na kay na nga That's what the opposition no? uh, argued, no? that the RTC has jurisdiction over the action of rescission of contract on hold uh, could not be changed by the subject arbitration clause. It cited cases where arbitration clauses such as as a subject clause in the contract had been struck down as void for being contrary to public policy since it provided the arbitration award shall be final and binding both parties thus hosting the courts of jurisdiction. In its rejoinder, the respondent argued that the arbitration clause relied upon the petitioner is invalid and unenforceable. Okay, so that's the argument of San Fernando Regala trading. Okay, see... Cargill, may gusto mo kanang okay lang ta ba yung arbitration lang ta okay pero according to them kuanjud no but in this reply the petitioner maintained that the cited decisions were inapplicable now having rendered in their rejoinder argued that the arbitration clause relied upon the petitioner is invalid and enforceable considering that the requirements imposed by the provisions of arbitration law had not been complied with by way of sir rejo- rejoinder Petition contended that respondent had even clarified the issue boiled down to whether the arbitration clause contained in the contract subject of the complaint is valid and enforceable. That the arbitration clause did not violate any of the cited law provisions of the arbitration law. On September 17, 1998, the RTC rendered an order. The dispositive person reads, Premises considered, defendant's motion to dismiss, suspend proceedings to refer controversy to... Voluntary arbitration is hereby denied. Defendant is directed to file to answer within 10 days from the receipt of the copy of this order. In, den- in denying the motion, the RTC found that there was no clear basis for petitioner's plea to dismiss the case pursuant to Section 7 of the Arbitration Law. The RTC said that the provision directed the courts concerned only to stay the action or proceeding brought upon an issue arising out of an agreement providing for the arbitration thereof, but did not impose the sanction of dismissal. However, RTC did not find the suspension of the proceedings warranted since the arbitration law contemplates an arbitration proceeding that must be conducted in the Philippines under the jurisdiction and control of the RTC. Actually, that's, that's contrary to the previous jurisprudence. 
and before an arbiter arbitrator who resides in the country and that the arbitral award is subject to court approval disapproval and modification and there must be an appeal there must be an appeal from the judgment of the RTC the RTC found that the arbitration clause in question contravened these procedures the arbitration clause contemplated in the arbitration proceeding in New York before a non-resident arbitrator that the arbitral award shall be final and binding on both parties, the RTC said that to apply Section 7 of the arbitration law to such agreement would result in disregarding the other sections of the same law and render them useless and mere surplusage. Petitioner filed its motion for reconsideration with the RTC denied in an order dated November 25, 1998. Petitioner filed a petition for certiorari with the CA raising the sole issue that the RTC acted in excess of jurisdiction or with grave abuse of discretion in refusing to dismiss or at least suspend the proceeding ako despite the fact that the party's agreement to arbitrate had not been complied with. So respondents filed its comment to reply. The parties then required to file their respective memoranda. On July 31, 2006, the CA rendered its assailed decision denying the petition and affirming the RTC's order. So, so, if you look at it, the RTC is denying the motion because for them, they had uh, no clear basis for petitioners plea to dismiss the case pursuant to Section 7. So, they directed uh, the other party concerned to uh, to really reply to the complaint. No? And uh, for them, the arbitration clause is uh, erroneous because it calls for an arbitration outside the country. Okay? So that is their contention. But the CA uh, here raising the sole issue of the RTC acted in excess of the jurisdiction or with grave abuse of discretion refusing to dismiss or at least suspend the proceedings a call despite the fact that the party's agreement to arbitrate had not been complied with Respondent filed its comment and reply. The parties was then required to file the respective memoranda. On July 31, 2006, CA rendered its assailed decision denying the petition and affirming the RTC order. So, the CA, actually, if you look at it, CA uh, stand is that uh, arbitration in foreign country is wrong. Is wrong. So, they urged the other party to really file. But the RTC here uh, actually uh, affirmed the decision of the CA. Okay. In denying the petition, the CA found that the stipulation providing for arbitration in contractual obligation is both valid and uh, constitutional. Okay. It assailed the decision denying the petition and affirming the RTC orders. In denying the petition... The CA found the stipulation providing for arbitration in contractual obligations is both valid and constitutional. The arbitration is an alternative mode of dispute resolution having been accepted in our jurisdiction and ex- expressly provided in the Civil Code and RA-876, the arbitration law, but also expressly authorized arbitration of domestic disputes. The CA found error in RTC's holding that Section 7 RA number 876 was inapplicable to arbitration clause simply because the clause failed to comply with the requirements prescribed by law. The CA found that there was nothing in the Civil Code or R876 that require arbitration proceedings must be conducted in the Philippines. 
and the arbitrators should be Philippine residents. It also found that the RTC ruling effectively invalidated not only the disputed arbitration clause, but all other agreements which provide for foreign arbitration. The CA did not find illegal or against public policy the arbitration clause, so render it null and void or ineffectual. Despite such findings, the CA held that the case cannot be brought under the arbitration law for the purpose of suspending the proceedings before the RTC since its motion to dismiss suspend proceedings petitioner alleged as one of the grounds thereof. The subject contract between the parties did not exist. See, So the ratiocination of the RTC was not uh, the CA did not agree with did not agree with that, but simply because of the subject contract between the parties did not exist, and it was invalid, and that the said contract bearing the arbitration clause was never consummated by the parties. So there should be a consummation. Thus, it was proper that such issue be first resolved by the court or the court to an appropriate trial. The issue involved a question of the fact that the RTC should first resolve. Arbitration is not proper when none of the parties repudiated the existence of the validity of the contract. Petitioner's motion for reconsideration was denied in a resolution dated November 13, 2006. <coughs> Hence this petition. Petitioner alleges that the CA committed an error of law in ruling that the arbitration cannot proceed despite the fact that it had ruled in its assailed decision that the arbitration clause is valid, enforceable, and binding the parties. The case Gonzalez versus Climax Mining LTD is inapplicable here. Parties are generally allowed under the rules of court to adopt several defenses alternatively or hypothetically even if such defenses are inconsistent with each other. The complaint filed by the respondent with the trial court is premature. The petitioner alleges that CA adopted inconsistent positions when it found the arbitration clause between the parties as valid and enforceable and yet in the same breath decreed that the arbitration cannot proceed because petitioner assailed the existence of the entire agreement containing the arbitration clause. Petitioner claims the inapplicability of the cited Gonzalez case. No. So, Diliko apply Gonzalez case decided in 2005 because in the present case, it was the respondent it was the respondent who had filed the complaint for recession and damages with the RTC, which based its cause of action against petitioner on the alleged agreement on July 11, 2006 between the parties and the same agreement contained the arbitration clause sought to be enforced by the petitioner. Thus, whether petitioner assails the genuineness and due execution of the agreement, the fact remains that the agreement sued upon provides for an arbitration clause that respondent cannot use the provision favorable to him and completely disregard those that are unfavorable such as the arbitration clause. The petitioner here, no, which is the Cargill, contends that as the defendant of the RTC, okay, as the defendant of the RTC, it represented two alternative defenses. No? For instance, the parties had not entered into an agreement upon which respondent as plaintiff can sue upon. And assuming that such agreement existed, there was an arbitration clause that should be enforced. Okay, Thus, the dispute must be first submitted to arbitration before an action can be instituted to court. So, petitioner argues that Section 1, Rule 16 of the Rules of Court include as a ground to dismiss a complaint is when a condition precedent for filing the complaint has not been complied with and the submission of the arbitration with 
such has been agreed upon is one of which condition precedent. Petitioner submits that the proceeding of the RTC must be dismissed or at least suspended and the parties be ordered to proceed with arbitration. On March 12, 2007, petitioner filed a manifestation saying, The CA is rational in declining to order arbitration based on 2005 Gonzalez ruling had been modified upon motion of reconsideration decided in 2007 that the CA decision lost its legal basis because it has been ruled that the arbitration agreement can be implemented despite that one of the parties thereto repudiated the contract which contains such agreement based on the doctrine of separability. So we have, uh, we have continuously looked at the doctrine of separability. In its comment, respondent argues that the certiorari under Rule 65 is not the remedy against an order denying the motion to dismiss, suspend the proceedings to refer controversy to voluntary action, arbitration. It claims that the arbitration law which the petitioner invoked as basis for its motion prescribed under Section 29 a remedy appealed by, uh, by a petition of review or certiorari under Rule 45. Respondent contends that the Gonzalez case which was decided which was decided in 2007 is inapplicable in this case, especially as, a, as to the doctrine of separability enunciated therein. Respondent argues that even if the existence of the contract, the arbitration clause, is conceded, no, the decisions of the RTC and CA declining the referral of the dispute between the parties to arbitration would still be correct. This is so because respondent's complaint in civil case number 981376 represents the principal issue whether under the facts alleged in the complaint, respondent is entitled to resent its contract with petitioner and for the latter to pay damages. That such issue constitutes a judicial question or one that requires the exercise of judicial function and cannot be subject to arbitration. Respondent contends that Section 8 of the Rules of Court, which allowed defendant to adopt in the same action several defenses alternatively or hypothetically, even such defenses are inconsistent with each Inconsistent with each other refers to allegations in the pleadings in such as complaint, counterclaim, cross-claim, third-party complaint, answer but not to a motion to dismiss. Finally, respondent claims that petitioner's argument is premised on the existence of a contract with respondent containing a provision for arbitration. However, its reliance on the contract which it repudiates is inappropriate. In its reply, petitioner insists that respondent filed an action for rescission and damages on the basis of the contract. Thus, respondent admitted the existence of all the provisions contained thereunder, including the arbitration clause. And if the respondent relies on the said contract for its cause of action against petitioner, it must also consider itself bound for the rest of the terms and conditions. So, ni seek much relief on the contract. So, therefore, he was considered as um, he considered to have recognize the existing existence of the contract. The respondent may find some provisions to be adverse in his position. The respondent's citation of Gonzalez's case decided in 2005 to show that jurisdiction to resolve the situation between the parties herein is not correct since the resolution of the Gonzalez motion for reconsideration in 2007, it had been ruled that the arbitration agreement is effective despite the fact that the one of the parties thereto repudiated the main contract which contained it. First, address the procedural issue raised by the respondent that the petition of certiorari under 65 filed in the CA against RTC ordering the motion 
to dismiss, suspend proceedings, to refer controversy to a voluntary arbitration was wrong remedy invoking Section 29 RA 876, which provides Section 29. An appeal may be taken, an order made in proceeding under this Act, or from a judgment entered upon an award through certiorari proceedings, but such appeals may be limited to question of law. To support its argument, respondent cites uh, cases of Gonzalez versus Climbing Mining LTD, wherein he ruled that the, the impropriety of the petition for certiorari under Rule 65 as a mode of appeal from an RTC order directing the parties to arbitration. We find this, the cited case not in point. In Gonzalez's case, Climax Aremco filed before the RTC of Makati a petition to compel arbitration under RA number 876. Pursuant to the arbitration clause found in the addendum contract it entered in Gonzalez, Judge Oscar Pimentel of the RTC Makati then directed the parties to arbitration proceedings. Gonzalez filed a petition for certiorari with us contending that Judge Pimentel acted with grave abuse of discretion in immediately ordering the parties to proceed with arbitration despite the proper, valid, and timely raised argument in his answer with counterclaim that the addendum contract containing the arbitration clause was null and void. Climax Arimco assailed the mode of review of availed by Gonzalez, citing Section 29 of RA 76, contending that certiorari under Rule 65 can be availed only if there was no appeal or any adequate remedy in the ordinary course of law, and that RA 876 provide for an appeal for such from such order. We then ruled that Gonzalez's petition for certiorari should be dismissed at it as it was filed in lieu of an appeal by certiorari, which was prescribed remedy under RA 876, and the petition was filed far beyond the reglamentary period. We found that the Gonzalez petition for certiorari raises a question of law, but not a question of jurisdiction. The Judge Pimentel acted in accordance with the procedure prescribed of RA 876 when he ordered Gonzalez to proceed with arbitration and appointed the sole arbiter, arbitrator after making the determination that there was indeed an arbitration agreement. It has been held that as long as a court acts with its jurisdiction and does not gravely abuse its discretion in the exercise thereof, any supposed error committed by it will amount to nothing more than an error of judgment reviewable by a timely appeal and not assailable to a special civil action or certiorari. Okay, so this is the doctrine as to the procedural aspect. No? Procedural nisha on the certiorari. Okay. In this case, the petitioner raises that the CA issue that the respondent judge acted in excess of jurisdiction or with grave abuse of discretion in refusing to dismiss or at least suspend the proceeding ako. Despite the fact that the party's agreement to arbitrate had not been complied with, notably, RTC found the existence of arbitration clause since it said in its decision that, that hardly disputed is the fact that the arbitration clause in question contravenes several provisions of the arbitration law. To apply Section 7, the arbitration law, to such agreement would result in disregard of a core cited sections of arbitration law and render them useless as mere surplusage. However, despite the finding that the arbitration agreement existed, the RTC de- denied petitioner's motion and directed petitioner to file an answer. 
In La Naval Drug Corporation versus Court of Appeals, it was held that RA-876 explicitly confines the court's authority to the determination of whether there is an agreement. No, So this is as a C. No? Is there an agreement in writing providing for arbitration in the affirmative? The statute ordains the court shall issue an order summarily directing the parties to proceed with arbitration in accordance with the terms thereof. If the court, upon the other hand, finds no such agreement, the proceeding shall be dismissed. So this is the doctrine we learned from Lanaval Drug Corporation's Court of Appeals. Okay? That we, what the court should do. In issuing the order which denied the petitioner's motion to dismiss, suspend proceedings, and refer to controversy to voluntary arbitration, the RTC went beyond its authority. So again, in issuing the order which denied the petitioner's motion to dismiss, suspend proceedings, and to refer controversy to voluntary arbitration, the RTC went beyond its authority by determining only the issue whether or not there is an agreement in writing providing for arbitration by directing petitioner to file an answer instead of ordering the parties to proceed to arbitration. In so doing, it acted in excess of its jurisdiction and since there is no plain, speedy, and adequate remedy in the ordinary cause of law, petitioner's resort to petition for certiorari is proper remedy. Okay? So we now proceed. So the court here, in ruling to the procedural aspect, no, that the RTC here in issuing an order which denied the petitioner's motion to dismiss, suspend proceeding, and refer controversy to voluntary arbitration, uh, the court denied this. So, by denying it, the RTC went beyond its authority because it only determined only the issue whether or not there is an agreement in writing providing for arbitration by directing the petitioner to file an answer. Instead, no, he should have ordered the parties to proceed to arbitration. So, in so doing, it acted in excess of its jurisdiction. Since there is no plain, speedy, and adequate remedy in the ordinary course of law, petitioners resort to petition or certiorari is the proper remedy. Okay? So, who is the petitioner here? Again, it is the, Car- the Cargill uh, it's Cargill Philippines. We now proceed to the substantive issue whether CA erred in finding this case cannot be brought under the arbitration law for a purpose of suspending the proceedings of the RTC. We find no merit in the petition. Arbitration is an alternative mode. Also. Uh, we now proceed to the substantive issue whether CA erred in finding that this case cannot be brought under the arbitration law for the purpose of suspending the proceedings uh, in the RTC. We find no merit in this petition. Arbitration, so para nila, sakto ang CA. No? So, what did the CA do? Let's look at here. No, So, the CA actually uh, the CA actually affirmed, but with different reason. For them, the basis should be that there is uh, no valid uh, contract to speak with. So, according to the court, we find no merit to the petition here. So, let's take note of that. 
Arbitration is an alternative mode of setting disputes how long been recognized and accepted in our jurisdiction. RA-876 authorizes arbitration of domestic disputes. Foreign arbitration is a system of setting commercial disputes of an international character as likewise recognized. The enactment of RA-9285 on April 2, 2004 further institutionalized the use of alternative dispute resolution including arbitration in the settlement of disputes. A contract is required for arbitration to take place and to be binding. No? Take note of that. It's a creature of the contract. Submission to arbitration is a contract. And a clause in the contract providing that all matters of dispute between the parties shall be referred to arbitration is a contract. The provision to submit to arbitration any dispute arising therefrom, the relationship of the parties is a part of the contract and itself a contract. In this case, the contract sued by the respondent provides for the arbitration clause to it. Any dispute with the buyer and seller may not be able to settle any mutual agreement shall be settled by arbitration in the city of New York before the American Arbitration Association. The arbitration award shall be final and binding on both parties. The CA ruled that the arbitration cannot be ordered in this case since petitioner alleged that the contract between the parties did not exist or was invalid and the arbitration is not proper when one of the parties repudiates the existence or the validity of the contracts. Thus, with CA, despite our ruling on the validity and enforceability of the sale arbitration clause providing for foreign arbitration, it is, con- it is our considered opinion that such that the case at bench still cannot be brought under the arbitration law for purpose of suspending the proceedings before the trial court. We note that in motion to dismiss suspend proceedings, Petitioner Cargill alleged as one of the grounds thereof that the alleged contract between the parties did not legally exist or is invalid. Again, that the alleged contract between the parties did not legally exist or is invalid. So this is really the, the basis. As posited by the petitioner, it is their contention that the said contract bearing the arbitration clause was never consummated by the parties. That being the case, it is but proper that such issue be first resolved by the court to an appropriate trial. The issue involves a question of fact that the trial court should first resolve. Arbitration is not proper when one of the parties repudiates the existence of the validity of the contract. Apropos Gonzalez versus Climax Mining Ltd. Where the Supreme Court held that the question of the validity of the contract containing the agreement to submit to arbitration will affect the applicability of the arbitration clause itself. A party could not rely on a contract and claim rights on the obligation under it at the same time impugn the existence of the validity. Indeed, indeed, litigants are enjoyed from taking inconsistent positions. Consequently, the petitioner herein cannot claim that the contract was never consummated and at the same time invokes the arbitration clause provided for under the contract which it alleges to be non-existent or invalid. Petitioner claims that the private respondent complaint lacks a cause of action due to the absence of any valid contract between the parties. Apparently, the arbitration clause is being invoked merely as a fallback position. The petitioner must first adduce evidence in support of its claim that there is no valid contract between them. And should the court find the claim to be meritorious, the parties may be spared uh, the rigors and expenses and the arbitration of a foreign land would surely entail. However, the Gonzalez case, which CA relied upon for not ordering arbitration, had been modified upon the motion of reconsideration in this wise. 
the adjudication of the petition in GR number 167994 effectively modifies part of the decision dated at February 22, 2005 in GR number 161.957. Hence, we now hold that the validity of the contract containing the agreement to submit an arbitration does not affect the applicability of the arbitration clause itself, so the separability doctrine. A contrary ruling would suggest that a party's mere repudiation of the main contract is sufficient to avoid arbitration. That is exactly the situation that separability doctrine as well as the jurisprudence applying it seeks to avoid. We add that when it was declared in GR number 161957 that the case should be brought for arbitration, it should be clarified that the case referred to is the case actually filed by Gonzalez before the DNR panel of arbitrators which was the nullification of the main contract on the ground of fraud, as it had already been determined in that case should have been brought before the regular court, courts involving, as it did, judicial issues. In so ruling, the validity of the contract containing the arbitration agreement does not affect the applicability of the arbitration clause itself. We then apply the doctrine of separability. Thus, the doctrine of separability is, uh, or severally, or other writers call it, or the doctrine of separability or severability enunciates that the arbitration agreement is independent of the main contract. The arbitration agreement is to be treated as a separate agreement and the arbitration agreement does not automatically terminate when the contract which its part comes to an end. So even if it came to an end, the separability of the arbitration agreement is especially significant the determination of whether the invalidity of the main contract also nullifies the arbitration clause. Indeed, the doctrine notes that the invalidity of the main contract, also referred to as the container contract, does not affect the arbitration agreement. Irrespective of that fact, the main contract is uh, the main contract is invalid. The arbitration clause still remains valid and enforceable. Respondent argues that the severability doctrine in the petitioner's case, since Gonzalez Climax Aremco sought to enforce the arbitration clause of its contract and the enforcer's move was premised on the existence of a valid contract. While Gonzalez, who resisted the move of Climax Aremco for arbitration, did not deny the existence of the contract but merely assailed the validity thereof, the ground of fraud and oppression. Respondent claims that in the case before us, Petitioner who is the party insistent of the arbitration also claimed their motion to dismiss and proceeding and the contract sought by respondent to be rescinded did not exist, was not consummated. And thus, there is no room for the application of separability doctrine since there is no container or main contract or arbitration clause to speak of. So, ang respondent dari ni Argusha that the separability doctrine is not applicable in this case so since sa Gonzales case manggod it sought to enforce the arbitration clause of its contract with Gonzales and a former's move was premised on the existence of a valid contract so valid pa siya while Gonzales who resisted the move of Climax Aremco for arbitration did not deny the existence of the contract but merely assailed the validity there of the ground of fraud and oppression so respondent claims that in the case before us no, mo na ni claim niya nga kaning kaso nga ilahang yatubang karon uh, petitioner who is partly insistent on arbitration 
also claim in their motion to dismiss or suspend proceedings nga ang kontrata sought by the respondent to be rescinded did not exist or did not even got consummated. So, wala gid siya. No, valid ab initio siya. Thus, there is no room for the application of the separability doctrine since there is no container or main contract or an arbitration clause to speak of. But the court is not persuaded. We are not persuaded. Applying the Gonzalez ruling, an arbitration agreement which forms part of the main contract shall not be regarded as invalid or non-existent because the main contract is invalid or did not come to existence since the arbitration agreement shall be treated as a separate agreement independent of the main contract. To reiterate, a contrary ruling would suggest that the party's mere repudiation of the main contract is sufficient to avoid arbitration. And that is exactly the situation that the separability doctrine sought to avoid. Manigilikayan sa separability doctrine nga. Mukha na lang ka, question na lang ka sa validity of the contract in order for you to avoid arbitration. Thus, we find that even the party who has repudiated the main contract is not prevented from enforcing its arbitration clause. Moreover, it is worthy to note that the respondent filed a complaint for rescission of contract and damages with the RTC. In so doing, respondent alleged that a contract exists between the respondent and petitioner. It is the contract which provides the arbitration clause, which states that any dispute the buyer and seller may not be able to settle by mutual agreement shall be settled by City of New York and American Arbitration Association. The arbitration agreement clearly expressed the party's intention that any disputes between them as buyer and seller should be uh, referred to arbitration. It is for the arbitrator and not the courts to decide whether a contract between parties exists or valid. So, very important doctrine that we have to understand is that it is the arbitrator who is going to decide kung valid ba na ang lang kontrata or dili. Who determines if it's valid? It's the Respondent contains that assuming that the existence of the contract and arbitration clause is conceded, the CA's decision declining the referral of the parties despite the arbitration is still correct. It claims that its complaint in the RTC presents the issue whether or the facts alleged. No? So, ang, ang contention na sa respondent is that assuming the existence of the contract and arbitration clause is conceded, the CA's decision declining the referral of the party's dispute to arbitration is still correct. It claims that its complaint in the RTC presents an issue whether, whether under the facts alleged, it is entitled to rescind the contract with damages and that issue constitutes a judicial question or one that requires exercise or judicial function and cannot be subject of arbitration proceeding. Respondent cites our ruling in Gonzales wherein we held that a panel of arbitrator is bereft of jurisdiction over the complaint for declaration of nullity or termination of subject contracts on the ground of fraud and oppression attendant to the execution of the addendum contract and other contracts emanating from it. And the complaint should have been filed with regular courts as it involved issues with which are judicial in nature. Kaning argument is misplaced. No? Thus, the respondent cannot rely on Gonzalez's case to support this argument. In Gonzalez Mangod, Petitioner Gonzalez filed a complaint for panel before the panel of arbitrators in Region 2, Mines and Geosciences, Department of Environment and Natural Resources against Climax and Australian Mining Incorporated, seeking the declaration of nullity or termination of the addendum or contract and other contracts emanating from it on the grounds of fraud 
and oppression. The panel dismissed the complaint for lack of jurisdiction. However, the panel upon petitioner's motion for reconsideration ruled that it had jurisdiction over the dispute, maintaining that it was a mining dispute. Since the subject complaint arose from the contract between parties which involve exploration and exploitation of minerals over disputed area, respondents assailed the order of the panel arbitrators via petition of certiorari under CA. The CA granted a petition and declared that the panel arbitrators did not have jurisdiction over the complaint since its jurisdiction was limited to the resolution of mining disputes, such as those which raise a question of fact or matter requiring technical knowledge and experience of mining authorities. Not when the complaint alleged fraud and oppression which called upon the interpretation of laws. The, the CA further ruled that the petition should have been settled through arbitration under RA 876, arbitration law as provided under addendum contract. On review of certiorari, we affirm CA's finding that the panel of arbitrators under RA 7942 uh, of the Philippine Mining Act has exclusive and original jurisdiction to hear decide. Uh, mining disputes such as mining areas, mining mineral agreements, FTAs, occupants, and claim holders is bereft of jurisdiction over the complaint for declaration of nullity of addendum of contract. Thus, the panel jurisdiction is limited only to those mining disputes which raise question of facts or matters of technical expertise. So, uh, as you can see, RA7942 actually narrowed down the, the jurisdiction of of the uh, that the the MNB no so mining um, MAB mining adjudication board so in Pearson versus intermediate appellate court this court observed that the trend had been to make the adjudication of the mining cases purely administrative matter decisions of the supreme court or mining disputes have recognized a distinction between primary powers granted by pertinent provisions of law to the then Secretary of Agriculture and Natural Resources of an executive or administrative nature, such as granting of license, permits, lease, and contract, and uh, lease of contract, or approving and rejecting and reinstating or canceling applications or deciding com- conflicting applications. Controversies of disagreements of civil or contractual nature between litigants, which are questions of judicial nature, that are that may be educated only by courts of justice. Uh, distinction is carried on even in Republic Act 7942. We found that since the complaint filed before the DNR, panel of arbitrators charged respondents with disregarding and ignore, ignoring the addendum contract and acting in fraudulent and oppressive manner against petitioner, the complaint filed before the panel was not in dispute involving rights to mining areas as it was a dispute involving claim holders, concessionaries, but essentially a judicial issue. We then said that the panel of arbitrators did not have jurisdiction over such case, since it does not involve the application of technical knowledge and expertise relating to mining. In this context that we said, arbitration before the panel arbitrators is proper only when there is disagreement between the parties as to some provisions of the contracts between them which needs the interpretation of the application of what particular knowledge and expertise possessed by the members of the panel. It's not proper when one of the parties repudiates the existence of validity of such contract or agreement on the ground of fraud or oppression as this case. 
the validity of the contract cannot be subject of arbitration proceedings. Allegations of fraud, duress, and execution of contract are matters within the jurisdiction of ordinary courts of law. So, please take note of that. Duress and execution of contract are matters within the jurisdiction of law. These questions are legal in nature and requires the application of interpretation of laws and jurisprudence which is necessarily a judicial function. In fact, we even clarified in our resolution in Gonzalez's motion reconsideration that we declared the case should not brought for arbitration. It should be clarified that the case referred to is a case actually filed by Gonzalez before the DNR panel of arbitrators, which was for the nullification of the main contract on the ground of fraud, as it did judicial issues. We made such a clarification under the arbitration law as provided under the arbitration clause in this addendum contract. Wherefore, the petition is granted. The decision dated July 31, 2006 and the resolution dated November 13, 2006 of the Court of Appeals is a reverse and set aside. The parties are hereby ordered to submit themselves to arbitration of their dispute pursuant to July 11. So, the court ordered that they have to actually uh, go for arbitration and that is at New York. So, that is the case here of Cargill Philippines Incorporated San Fernando Regala Trading the essence here is that you have to uh, take note you have to um, it doesn't mean that the contract is invalid no? if someone files for invalidity of contract that the arbitration clause is invalid also no? by virtue of the severability doctrine however there are times that you have to you cannot rely on uh, you cannot rely on arbitration to decide on the validity of contract if it's about fraud and juris or oppression no? as basis for rescission of the contract. So, okay, thank you everyone.